Welcome to this topical life. Real conversation, real exploration, real life stories. A discussion about life, cause life ain't a vacation. And now, here's your host, Tiffany Murphy. Hello and welcome to this topical life. Today we have Joaquin Sokolowski. Um, I have actually had to repeat Sokolowski about four times now because I could not get the name right. But here we are. And Joaquin is super awesome. You're in for a super awesome treat because he is a professional. I mean, a professional flutist. How do I say that? Uh, I mean, you're you know, a fluter. Like, flute, no, flutist was fine. <laughs> you're a flutist. I wouldn't say professional at this point. You are. He is professional. Trust me. Okay. He, um, okay. So you're 19. Yeah. Okay. And Joaquin lives across the street from me and, um, he's being shy and modest. Okay. Because I've been to some performances when he was in high school. Um, you won state. Yeah. Like, tell me. Like, yeah. So, um, I know like most uh, states in their high school level have a uh, solo competition that comes up near the end of the year. And my senior year of high school uh, for the Oregon Music Educators Association um, state solo competition, I placed first. Oh, my God. Um, finally, after competing in the at the state level for four years, senior year was the first time that I actually won. Wow. Thank goodness. Yeah. And there's a lot of flute players. Yeah. So um, flute, uh, at least here, was the second most competitive category after violin, because of course violin is going to be the biggest one. Really? Just, it I has, wouldn't know that. It has uh, such a high skill ceiling, um, and people take it extremely seriously. Okay. Um, but flute was, you know, the second most competitive, I think. Um, every year that I competed, even at the state level, there were maybe 30 some, uh, contestants. I remember, um, one year at the, at just the regional level, there was 40 something, uh, competing. So it was pretty, pretty intense. Yeah. That's super intense. So did you, um, so your senior year, how many people did you have competing then? I think 28 or 29, I believe. Uh, it was a little lower that year. Okay. Um, it was a bit of... G- yeah. <laughs> it was a bit of a struggle? No, no I was going to say um, it was something good for me because uh, the year beforehand, my junior year, I placed third um, underneath the girl who had won the year before that uh, and then another a uh, girl who I had no idea who she was. Uh-huh. Um, all I knew is that she had placed lower than me the year before. So I was upset after the junior year competition because, you know, how come I didn't get right. a higher placement this time? And then senior year smoked her out. Oh, uh, yeah. She was third, maybe. Okay. Um, so I was pretty happy. Um you know, there were some, you know, little rivalries between myself and other people in the category from, especially from people that had moved on from the same uh, regional that I did. Because uh, most states, oh, they each region only sends one, like the, the whoever wins uh-huh. in their category to state. Oregon does it a little differently. Uh, we send people based on how many compete in the regional level. So I think for us, it's every... I think every 12, they send an extra person. So every year there was at least four people that went to state just from our region, which is why the state level had so many uh, oh, contestants. Because yeah. I know in Washington, they come out, each category has maybe like 12 or 13 that compete. But we've got a lot more here because I think it's just, it ends up being more inclusive to people. Um, sure. And another thing is we always have... Um, Whoever placed like top three the year before, if they win their regional, like at state, if they place top three, and then the next year, if they win their regional uh, category, that also sends another person. So there's so many ways for people to be included in 
competing at the state level. Right. Um, which is what ended up happening my senior year. I had placed third junior year, and then senior year I won the category. So that plus having some 30 or 40 some contestants meant there were about five or six of us that went just from this kind of district area um and there was one girl from tualatin Mm -hmm. uh who saw me as a massive rival yeah uh i didn't know who she was is this something that you like talk about like how do you know like like how does the rivalry work in band i mean you know obviously in sports it's like kind of more in your face but like is there like how does rivalry work for us it's seeing names and seeing faces at different competitions or different events um yeah okay so my cat has cat anxiety so we're just gonna have to put up with that um sorry for your ears people but okay so what now um gosh (laughs) for us um oh my gosh okay i'm gonna pause do your thing Okay, back to what we were talking about. Um, Rivalry. Yeah, so um, it's just seeing the same faces and names at different events and competitions, which kind of starts us seeing, you know, other people who are doing just as well as we are, and that kind of creates that rivalry. Um, And I, I would say, for me, there's, you know, two or three that were in the same, um, like, orchestras and stuff like that that I would consistently see as like a friendly rivalry because we were still friends outside of it but this one girl of course from Tualatin mm-hmm. uh I didn't know who she was but she did not like me oh. and I found that out from multiple different sources of this one-sided rivalry that I didn't really have from my from my end um and I don't say this as like a you know, uh, any way to talk badly. Sure. But I, it was always, it was weird the first time someone mentioned it to me because I had never really, uh, heard of her before senior year. Uh, but she was in my grade and there was a bit of weird stuff going on at the district level where we both got, uh, I think the same score or she got 0.1 points higher than I did. But there was this, I'm not sure how it happened. They ended up putting me as like the, the winner for whatever reason, probably to send an extra person, uh, even though technically just score wise, I got second. Um, the judge that year, you know, people, you can say what you will. I think the fact that like it was, everyone was just high scoring in the flute room that it was like 99 point seven and ninety nine point six and like everyone placed really high and score wise. Right, like it was touchy. It was everyone was I wouldn't, so good. I wouldn't say well, I wouldn't even say that. Yeah, th- people were pretty good, but I don't think the judging was very uh, sound that I year. I think okay. it was she's lovely, the judge. I won't, you know, name sure, names yeah. obviously. Um but it was just too generous is where I was going. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but that doesn't even play into the, the whole one-sided rivalry thing. That was more... Uh, so things kind of heated up there, I guess, on not my end. Uh-huh. Um, and then it, it all advanced to the state competition um, where... We were both going. Wait, is this... I'm, I'm still confused about the rivalry thing. Is this like, she'll give you bad looks? Like, how does... Ri- I mean, I know that you know understand your rivalry, but like, what... Are there like bad like bad looks? Like, how does that... Like, in this specific one? Sure. Um, I never considered it a rivalry, really. Okay. Um, until, like, I heard... Because I had some mutual friends of hers uh-huh. that I also shared. Um, and I was never in the same, like, you know, extracurricular, like on ense- music ensembles mm-hmm. that she was in, mm-hmm. but I had friends that were in the same one as her mm-hmm. and they would tell me how she would badmouth me for, I have no idea. Uh, what about, I also don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause we had never spoken 
we'd never met. Um, it's just all faces <clears throat> and names and scores. It's just really. trivial high school drama, you know? Well, and that, I mean, <clears throat> along with that, which sounds like you had a really good, strong backbone to deal with all that. Um, and however you can, we're competing and everything, but, um, just even like how you got into playing the flute, um, you started in sixth grade, right? Yes. And <clears throat> you had some, I'm trying to understand, like there were some, it was middle school was really tough. Yeah. So elementary and middle school was really hard for me because, um, I have ADHD Okay. And tied in with that, I, especially back then, would have uh, anger management issues. And that did not set me lightly, because this was before I was really medicated. Okay. Um, so, you know, up until, like, I think sixth or seventh grade was before I was diagnosed formally and medicated for it. Because there was a whole ordeal with the school system here that they didn't really want to help. With, People with ADHD? Yeah. There was... I'm not exactly sure what or why it was, but mm-hmm. they were not super helpful in getting me <clears throat> recognition at the school. Mm-hmm. I was medically diagnosed with it, but the district, the school district would not accept it and would not really help. Um, Which now it's like the opposite. <clears throat> now it's like... I think at this point, because this was, you know you know nine years ago mm-hmm. yeah or you know however long ago seven or so um and so things have changed a lot mm-hmm. since then i think it's more recognized now that a lot of people have you know add adhd these kind of um just like dif- learning disabilities exactly that's yeah. what i was going for um but back then it was harder to kind of get that recognition especially around here i feel like there's a weird just system that doesn't really understand these like differences in people's learning Mm -hmm. um but back to your question yeah so i had those anger management problems i had a lot of trouble uh restraining myself when people would pick on me and then i would have an outburst and then they would pick on me for that. And so it was a repeating cycle. Uh, and I wasn't very popular. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I had a small group of five friends uh, that I would see in every day. And then everyone else would be pretty negative towards me. Um, and then when I went into sixth grade, I started in the band program right over here at Nathy Creek. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it started off kind of slow. I, I struggled to have like a consistent sound. Um, and even to this, to day, to this day, I still kind of have maybe altered memories of how I started out. I always would think that I was pretty bad for the first couple weeks, you know, that I would struggle to play or make a sound at all. Uh, and then recently I was talking to uh, Laura Arthur, who was uh, the band director back then at Athey Mm -hmm. and she was you know she mentioned the fact that the first time I made a sound out of the flute it was quote uh the most natural sound flute sound she had heard from a a beginner which I think I had put that kind of I had repressed that kind of memory because I don't remember that but I know she would you know she wouldn't make that up Mm um so you know the first couple weeks of band was and then just pause there for a second because laura arthur is incredibly well known in this area yeah for um, being like top everything yeah so amazing uh so i I believe that i mean if she says that she really probably meant it but that's a side note i just want people to know yeah that you downplay um, yourself when really like (laughs) you're going somewhere you are going somewhere with this right it's gonna be a big you know okay i'll touch on that later but okay back to what you're saying yeah so um the first couple maybe the month of you know sixth grade band was kind of hit or miss we didn't start playing on our instruments till maybe the second week or third week and i was kind of upset about that i wanted to learn an instrument um but most people didn't know how to read music and i was different because i uh, started piano lessons when I was five. 
So I was already more advanced than uh, the other students were. And that was kind of upsetting to me because I wanted to just get into it. Um, but, you know, everyone has to reach that first level before we can all go forward. Sure. Um, so sixth grade goes by. I'm having some pretty fun uh, with flute. I'm not the best. Uh, by the end of the year in like, you know, the my section in the sixth grade band, I was like, quote, unquote, the best. Okay. Um, you know, however good that would make me i don't know because it's sixth grade right well in that group you were that yeah Yeah. um and so seventh grade or the summer between sixth and seventh grade i start um uh taking flute lessons Mm -hmm. with my old teacher now uh karen gifford who's um a fantastic teacher uh flute teacher she's you know i was with her for seven years maybe mm-hmm. since uh and i switched last summer uh to a new teacher uh just because i felt like things had gotten too casual between the two of us mm-hmm. i felt like our lessons were less productive and that's not to say that uh i didn't enjoy my time because it was fantastic working with her mm-hmm. we both kind of agreed that it was time to move for me sure, to move yeah. on but back to, you know, seventh grade, I started lessons with her and that's kind of where I started to get better and better. Um, you know, back in middle school, I still didn't have a very good practice habit, uh, in terms of like sitting down and actually practicing, but even just studying with Karen kind of pushed me forward in terms of my learning. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think, I believe it was going into eighth grade is when I joined my first, like, extra music group which is the metropolitan youth symphony oh okay so that was outside of school yes outside of school okay. um you travel do you have to try out for that uh yes oh, okay yeah so there were auditions um and they do them over the summer and i think they also do uh auditions during the winter for the second half of the year uh and i auditioned i think going the summer between seventh and eighth grade And I got in to the, uh, like, middle uh, band that they have, which was back then the concert band. And then they also gave me an option to play with their, and this was back then because they've added some more groups since. Um, They, I was put in the uh, interlude orchestra, which was a full orchestra with strings and winds. Oh, okay. Um, so, but this was between seventh and eighth. Yes. But then in eighth, you went to a different. I mean. No. So I stayed with that group until, um, in the metropolitan in MYS. I stayed in that organization until my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also the year that I joined, uh, the Portland Youth Philharmonic. Uh, which I was with up until just this last spring. Um, and I, I can kind of touch on that later, but I want to get back into like the school part that we were talking yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, Cause I know I kind of jump around a lot in my, well, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, your career, how you got into flute, why you got into flute and the progression of your talent and what goes into that and the work behind. It. I mean, that's a lot of, stuff to cover and you know and different teachers different people making you know an influence in your life and then you got the rivalries and pressure and then like it is you know what becoming what you are now is scattered and messy and ups and downs right I mean that's just the journey of becoming a professional right right? that's true um there's just a lot of it's a kind of a smattering of everything, just things happen. Right. Um, but but for you to begin, though, it was really, you know, you had this struggling time in, ele- well, more so in elementary school. Ele- middle school was also pretty rough outside of band. Okay. Uh, I still had those uh, anger problems and getting picked on. Um and not really knowing how to deal with it or to reach out and talk to someone. 
So how did you deal with it? Like to some, so to, to a kid out there right now who is struggling with, I mean, obviously what you're saying, but also just in general, like, what did you do with yourself? Like when you came home and you were just like kind of discouraged or you just blow it off and then just like, how did you deal with your school day? Um, for me dealing with the day, it would just be kind of enduring whatever happened during the day. Um, and unfortunately to say there were a number of times that I would just kind of blow up at people, uh, which I'm not proud of, you know, and even back then I was not happy with myself, but I didn't know how to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at some point I was able to just kind of deal with whatever happened, go home and kind of just push it aside and kind of do my own thing. Once I'm at home, which is for me, even now, it's kind of just where I'm most comfortable just being, you know, alone, being able to kind of just sit down and kind of just calm down. Are you an introvert? Yes. Okay. Extremely. Okay. Actually, I didn't <laughs> laughing because I don't know why I didn't think that you were an introvert, but you're an introvert. Yes. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, my, my two of my kids are introverts. So yeah. I respect that. That's needing it's, to. Um, in my family, uh, especially on my mom's side, um, most people are introverted in a way. Not your mom, though. Oh, she is. What? Yes, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it, but she's a pretty big introvert. It's the, it's kind of the way I think of a lot of artists. Um, you know, myself and my mom. You know, we like to lock ourselves away. She'll go to her studio, um, and work on her tapestries and I'll kind of sit in my room or if she's not in there I'll use the studio and I'll just practice I'll just maybe not even productively just to play and just to do something yeah um so doing flute basically going through your hardship and stuff like that it basically just you got through it and then you started transition to pouring yourself into the flute more so in sixth grade as an escape yeah so which then turned into yeah so it started out as just like a minor escape you know band class would be nice because i wouldn't be dealing with uh you know those bully type people because everyone in there was pretty close not extremely but relatively enough you know we all knew each other for three years we were all in the same group mm-hmm. um so it became somewhat of a close-knit kind of group. Mm-hmm. Um, people didn't really treat others poorly. Um, so band in middle school for me was just an escape from the rest of my day um, where I didn't really deal with anybody treating me poorly or having to worry about myself uh, having any outbursts because I was always pretty happy and comfortable uh, just just playing with people. So it was like kind of the gas that you needed to get through the day yeah exactly so then when did you try the medication then uh so that kind of started i think in the seventh grade late seventh grade okay um wow i bet that was like was that life-changing it was it changed a lot about me i feel like um it just kind of helped me act like everyone else in a way like it, it was kind of I wouldn't say it was eye-opening because I still feel like I was too young to really understand the changes that were happening, but I know um, other people saw a change in me. And that's kind of the big thing with the medication is I can never really tell the differences about how I'm acting when I'm on it or when I'm not on it. Right. But I know my mom has said this a lot. When I'm taking my medication, she knows. You know, I'm a different person. Not like I'm not Joaquin, but... I have more control over who I am and she can see that. Wow. Isn't that fascinating? But you don't necessarily see that. Yeah, exactly. I just kind of. Cause you're being you. Yeah. I'm just being what my mind is, you know, having me do whether or not I'm a lunatic or I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting civilly on a couch talking into a mic, you know? I know. Um, so a lot of that medication is kind of the outside world looking at you rather than you looking at yourself. Right. That's fascinating. I mean, you know, like my brother, he's a counselor and I've heard stories here and there just, well, not just him from him either, but just, you know, 
just with medication in general, just as a little side topic, but it's like people who are literally off their rocker think they're okay. You know, it's just such a mind, you know, it's just so crazy how people can like think that they're normal and yet on the outside, nothing about them is normal. I'm like, that's why it's like probably getting the affirmation from other people around you saying, Hey, you know, I, I notice a difference and that kind of thing, you know, which is kind of nice. Yeah. So you know you're on track and just whatever. Yeah, I agree. So the medication was definitely a bigger help going from, especially during my, my transition from middle to high school. Mm-hmm. Cause after, you know, seventh grade, sixth grade, when I was kind of starting to have this out from the rest of my life, with the band um that was just kind of what it was for me in middle school it wasn't till you know later eighth grade uh that I started to take it more seriously and that I was kind of feeling in myself like this is something that I love to be able to do um and so that kind of takes us into my transition towards uh high school life okay which was for myself and for a lot of people, it's a really tough uh, transition to go through. Wait, from 8th to ninth. From 8th to ninth. <gasps> Joey's going through that next year. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I know. Yeah, it's... Um, so that was hard. It was It was really hard for me. It's a different world. Um, just And even the same as it is going from high school to college, it's different worlds, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, going from, you know, elementary to middle school, it's not you know the biggest thing you know you everyone still pretty much coddles you you're kind of carried through Mm -hmm. but high school is where it kind of takes a turn and part of it is on you to get things done not everything they still kind of try to get you through to the end but partially things are on the student to succeed right they're because they're prepping you for college exactly um and so going into ninth grade, um, at the end of eighth grade, actually, I auditioned with Kevin Egan, the high school band director, um, to be placed in a higher ensemble than the freshman band. Because mm-hmm. at Westland, there are three ensembles. There's Concert Band 1, which is the freshman band, mm-hmm. Concert Band 2, which is kind of the intermediate. Um, all the sophomores are put into it uh, up to seniors and freshmen who audition. Um, and then there's the symphonic band, which is the top premier band of the school, uh, which is, uh, audition only pretty much. Uh, and it's mostly juniors and seniors and a handful of sophomores. Um, there haven't been freshmen there since the year before I went into high school. There was one freshman. Um, and I feel like looking back at it, I could have been a freshman in the top band, but uh, Laura Arthur actually convinced me not to audition to be in the top band and just to audition to be in the middle band. Mm -hmm. And looking back, I'm glad she told me to do that because back then I remember I was talking to her uh, in when I was in eighth grade and I was like, I want to audition for the symphonic band. And she was saying, don't, don't do that. But the way I, heard it back then was you're not good enough don't do it and because i loved her and i trusted her i didn't and so i went in to my audition uh kevin sits me down he's like what are you auditioning for and i look at him i'm like i want to be in concert band two and he says okay then just play like this one thing out of the list of stuff that we had to prepare uh and so he just told me like do your chromatic scale and do this one excerpt and that's all you need to do so i play it and then that's kind of the end of that we get into summer goes through the high school our class schedule comes out and so i check online for my schedule uh and i'm looking around for what band i'm in and it says concert band one freshman band no and i think oh god what did i do (laughs) i i felt that is a blow to the gut i felt destroyed like i i felt that my audition went so well and so you know i 
I probably cried about it sure. to my mom. Uh, and she tells me, you know, because she, she's dealt with a lot of reje- rejection in her life. And just as an artist, that's kind of the thing you need to know how to deal with most is rejection because it happens so much. So her advice to me was, yeah, okay, I know you're sad. Email him and ask him what you could have done better. And so that's what I do. He emails me back maybe the next day, and he's and his response goes pretty much, oh, you're supposed to be in concert band too. I don't know what happened. So something in the scheduling in the office had messed up. And if I hadn't you know, contacted him beforehand, I would have continued to feel bad that you know i was in freshman band i didn't do well i didn't do well you know i thought i had done better um but it was just a mistake in the scheduling yeah Um, purely and just and so it was corrected pretty quickly after that but that was kind of the first time that i really thought if i just reach out to someone and ask them a question things can be solved right which i never thought about before you know i was always just Whatever happens, happens. You can't do anything about it. You can't ask someone what happened. But then doing that kind of opened my eyes to being like, suddenly I have a little control over how I feel and what could be the result. Well, I mean, really, it's like a twofer because you learned rejection without actually really being rejected. But like, um, and then the um, actually advocating for yourself. Or just wondering or asking why. I mean, that's what they do in jobs and stuff. I mean, why didn't I not get that job? I mean, it's like I think at this, like as an adult, it's kind of like rejection turns into. Um, I mean, there is that feeling of rejection, but then it's like turns into okay, give me pointers, because rejection is just like something that you put on yourself. Do you think so? Yeah, in, in some a, ways, in, in a way, yeah, definitely. Like rejection is something that you could choose, or it's more internalized, and it's kind of up to you on how you take it. You can either, you know, be rejected and get mopey, sad about it, and just feel bad, or you can take that rejection and make something out of it, and you can find out what happened and where you can go better. And so, again, having control, yeah, it's so awesome. So. Then, um, but with Miss Arthur, how you were saying, um, how she said not to do the symphonic band, which was the junior senior level. Yeah. Do you looking back? Do you see why she probably said that? Because I don't. I'm guessing it's probably not because you weren't not good enough. No, I definitely think um, she wanted me to not. I don't think she wanted me to burn out, mm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think she wanted me to go with a level where I would be able to grow and see you know go to these you know concerts and watch and listen to the symphonic band play that my first year and kind of hear where I can be instead of just jumping into it and you know whatever happened you know whatever could have happened if I had been up there Uh, I think she wanted me to I think a lot of it was burnout just not wanting me to burn out on my uh, on my playing. Well, and then too, I bet you, I'm guessing like being a freshman, being with juniors and seniors, it's like, here they are. Like you probably would be comparing yourself. You'd probably forcing your, so that's probably like that. Yeah. And I think she was also smart enough in <clears throat> that she probably thought about, um, how I would fare socially, mm. you know, cause these were all older students. They were all in there, you know, they all had friends and I would be this one freshman you know, I would be a piranha in a pool of sharks. Right. Or whatever the phrase is supposed to be. Yeah, and it's supposed to be fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it had really nothing to do with... Maybe she probably could have, like, followed up with being like, by the way, it's not because you're not good enough. But, of course, a kid would probably take it like that. I mean... And I feel like if she had said that, then I would have changed my mind and been like, I'm going to audition for Symphonic, you know? Yeah. I... Knowing me, I probably would have done that. You know, I would have taken that as, oh, now I'm good enough, which means I will do it. But I'm glad that I didn't. Right. Um, because, you know, I spent that year, uh, I was one of, I think, three freshmen in concert two that year. Um, 
and I was happy. You know, I was able to make friends with the sophomores around me, uh, and I still had two other people that I went to middle school with that I had that I could talk to if I had no one else. Uh, so it was a it was a good way to start off. Right, right, and now I mean, now you've graduated and you got finally got that first in state. Yeah, got some offers from colleges and all this kind of stuff. Um, the, I mean, your oyster. I mean, your world is your oyster at this point because you've got different things you've got your hands in. But now, looking back, um, you know, like during those times where you didn't want to practice or, you know, I mean, because in the end you got the pot of gold, really. I mean, and, and you're still on your journey with it, but like to any high school or middle school or even student listening to this and, and parent, just knowing that all the stuff you went through, like the learning and the friends and then the high school pressures the middle school pressures, um, teachers not being the coolest, um, you know, I mean, that's a lot, that's a lot, you know, and then you get, you know, you get top of the top of the top. I mean, what those times where like in your, this, this process and still what you're going through now, just like where you do you ever have times where you're just like, oh, I'm kind of done with this. Or are you kind of like, I am so in it now or like what keeps you going? That's a long question to what keeps you going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so like what keeps you practicing every day? Well, the interesting thing about that is I've never, and I think it was also, uh, I never really had a good practice habit, you know, even until this year, I was awful about practicing. Um, and even until I'd say maybe like two months ago, I was pretty bad about it. I would, maybe I would practice at some point in the week. A lot of times I wouldn't, um, And, you know, I always think, what if I had changed something about it back then? And then I probably wouldn't be on this podcast right now because I would be somewhere else in New York doing something. Yeah. Uh, But I think that also ties into, I was a bad student, uh, especially, you know, even in elementary school, there were days where I didn't turn in my homework. Oh, you were you weren't the only one, honey. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. I'm sure. Yeah. But I always felt like I was. Right. Because uh, right. no one really did a job of communicating that, like, I'm not the only one. Because, uh, you know, at that point, it's just instill. It's the goal of the school is like getting people to do the work. And somehow I never did. Not well, not always. Uh, and I feel like that. And never really learning how to study or to properly do my work and kind of fighting my mom about having to do work or whatever other tricks I used to avoid hard work. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that fed into my practice as well, which is, I think, a lot of the reason why I didn't practice. Right. It's like it's like this guilt and shame kind of thing. Yeah. In a way. Um but a few months ago, I just kind of looked at myself and I was like, what are you doing, dude? Like, just just, just do the work. Like, you're going to be so much happier if you actually, like, get something done and can actually advance yourself. And I think there was just something that clicked in my mind recently that was just Whoa. like. You had a lightning bolt moment. Yeah, I really did. Where I'm oh, just my like, gosh. Where it's just like, if I do the work, I go somewhere, you know? And, like. Since then, I've been pretty good about practicing. You know, it was it was hard to start building in at the start, you know. And even now, I don't... There's a lot of people I know. Uh, one specific example, especially one of my friends who's in high school still, I think a high school sophomore, uh, who has a habit of getting up at like four in the morning and practicing for two hours before school. Oh my God. And I don't think... I don't think to this day I could do that, but... I'm kind of glad that I never did because I feel like that's a major cause of people to burn out is that overworking of something that you love. But I think the reason that it started to click in my head that I needed to work more is there was a span over the summer this year that I just kind of, I was more lax than I had ever been before about my practicing. You know, I practicing. What's that? That's really what 
kind of was happening to me. And then there was a span of maybe three days that I was feeling really down and really out. And I was just, I didn't know why. And I felt just awful. I was unhappy. And then I had, nothing was really bringing me any joy to do. You know, I would always find myself something to do, you know, play video games or something like that just to distract myself. And nothing was working. And I was just, I don't like this game. I don't like this game. I don't like this TV show or this movie. You know, these things that normally would bring me some joy. I had none of it. So I'm like, okay, I'll go play my flute or whatever. And so, you know, I go out. I get my flute. I go out to the studio. And I don't even have anything I really want to practice. So I just pull out some some music that I own and I'm like, I'm just going to play this and maybe 30 seconds go by. And suddenly I'm like, Oh, I feel good. (laughs) Huh? Yeah. I wonder what could be the cause. Right. Right. Uh, and so that kind of, and then, you know, I just took my flute out again the next day and the same thing happened. I was like, Oh, I suddenly know, why I'm happy or why I wasn't happy. And it's because this one thing that I love, I just wasn't doing. Yeah. So it's like, isn't that so ironic that it's like the thing that you're passionate about and yet it's work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, But it also brings you joy. Yeah. And I feel like it's for me, it's, I've especially realized this lately that it's work, but it's not the kind of work that I don't like to do you know right, there's a lot yeah. of things where i'm just like uh it's a work you know like even like homework and stuff i'm just well, like maybe it has to do with more of habit it's a habit you're you're learning yeah you know? it was kind of just building a habit into myself and like t- you know taking my flute out every day and back then it was just playing something so i would you know just keep enjoying it and now it's grown into an actual habit of like practicing things and like doing what I need to be doing so I can and if you don't do it you're like oh I need to do that like I want to do it yeah exactly I've over the past you know since the my term started for school a few weeks ago I found myself I've practiced every single day but not every day is um specifically to practice and on the little things that I need to do but it's just to keep myself in the habit of playing so I'll just play around. I'll find something to play and just, you know, just sight read it or something like that, you yeah. know. So right now you're at school. You're what are you? What are your plans at this point? Yeah. So um, right now I go to a local community college mm-hmm. um, just because I need to uh, get a better GPA than I did in high school, mm-hmm. which is not hard to do <laughs> because that was my high school was academically not great right uh so i'm trying to improve that now and i have um started applications right now to a number of music schools Mm -hmm. um that i'm uh applying to Mm -hmm. uh and i started those applications recently uh because after this year i want to be somewhere else learning yeah Yeah, you're on you're like at the big journey you know you know, and the one thing that it all comes down to is that even those times you weren't really practicing, you still had an edge because what Miss Arthur said, you had a, you have a natural talent. And not many people that, you know, sit in the chair and practice and practice and practice, can they be successful? Sure. But this is, I mean, what's so fascinating about, it'd be interesting to see how you go down the road because you know, the process of learning a habit and being a kid and, you know, you know, college and all that. And then, but also you do have this natural talent for flute. And not only that you have, and, and you get joy from it, which not a lot of people can say that about things that they love or that they want to love or that they try to love or, you know what I mean? Like, that's amazing. And I have to say that I, you know, don't mean to put you on the spot here, but like, I've been outside, you know, doing some gardening, which doesn't happen too often, but I do like to get outside. I hear you play the flute and it's like out there on that. I hear it. And I have had the kids come out and hear it and be like, 
my god it's like cinderella's like like you know like in the movie cinderella <laughs> yeah yeah it's the... like la, 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 you know like so fluttery fast fast i'm just like oh my gosh it's like this beautiful day and the serendipitous flute playing that you are playing which you don't know that i'm listening to and it's just like i'm looking around and it has it has brought me joy so thank you for that which you didn't even know you were doing and um yeah so yeah i appreciate that and um and yeah, so, and I, um, don't think that you guys are going to turn off this podcast and not listen to what, um, what, how he plays. Cause we are about to jam out here before we close off. But, um, is there something else that you want to say before we, uh, get to the flute playing? Um, yeah, there actually was one other thing I just kind of yeah. wanted to start talking about. Um, I spent four years with the portland youth philharmonic uh-huh um and you know that was kind of the best time of my you know one of the best times of my you know music experience was being able to perform in these you know concerts with other people that took it just as seriously as i did and this was in your high school yeah this was uh in high school and uh one year after uh, oh, high okay. school okay so this spring that we just went through um was kind of my last time playing with them oh. uh and it it was kind of a heartbreak having to yeah. leave um because of all the friends that i had made and the experiences i had um and i just could you know to anyone out there oh yeah um who you know they you know play an instrument or they sing or whatever musically that i understand um, uh, you know, find these kind of groups around the area, around wherever you're, you know, living and join or like if, if you want to, you know, like it always, it's nice to just have somewhere that you can go, that you can have friends, that you can have a quality experience that you can, you know, grow from. Um, community. Yeah. A community. A community around you. Definitely. And just you know, having your, whatever you enjoy, just having somewhere that you can go for that. Yeah. Right. And so you just left that whole thing. Yes. Okay. And, um, but when, how long will it take for you to hear back about your, your, um, applications and stuff? Yeah. So I'm working on those still right now. Um, they're due in December for the most part. Uh, and then, after that is the audition process, which happens early in the next year, so January, February. And then after that is when I'll hear back from most places, so probably March, April. Okay. Yeah, March, so April. it's a oh, little right. ways okay. out. Yeah, it's a little ways out. Well, it'll come around before you know, I know it. It's, yeah. it's already coming pretty quickly. Yeah. It's already October. Yeah, it'll, it'll hit you. So um, Joaquin will definitely be found on Instagram. I'll post um, his uh, Instagram account to this topical life so you guys can check him out ask him questions um i know that he can do some gigs and that kind of stuff but his time is running out before he probably is on to his next adventure but um again ask him for any questions or guidance or anything like that so um i'm so anxious to hear you play i know (laughs) okay all right so um we're gonna pause this and we'll get back to it Okay, we are all set up here, and you are about to get an ear treat. You might want to turn down your volume just to see how this is going to sound for you, but um, with your in your car or whatever you're doing. But anyway, Joaquin is going to play some French flute music. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here it goes.
And that, my friends, is Joaquin. Woohoo! You guys have a great week. You've been listening to This Topical Life with Tiffany Murphy. Available through Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play. Look for us on Instagram and Facebook. Donations to help support This Topical Life can be made through Patreon at patreon.com front slash thistopicallife. Likes and comments are always appreciated. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time for more real conversation, real exploration, real life stories on This Topical Life. Because life ain't a vacation. <laughs>